didn't or does the act need to leave australia what doesn't need more federal representation you're listening to doll capital i'm ben that's who i am yeah that's right and on this episode of doll capital you're with me for a new occasional segment benno's brief i'll be briefly talking to you about what's going on in my mind and hopefully it will either be entertaining interesting or even motivating for all of you uh, more so than a discarded robocall from Andrew Lee MP. I'll be talking about how Canberra didn't agree to do nothing about the climate change, uh, also didn't agree to cut funding for public services, failed aged care and disability workers, all stole Christmas. But first, we're on Patreon. This show wouldn't be possible without our patrons and supporters. You can donate at www patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash d-o-h-k-a-p-i-t-a-l so it's patreon.com forward slash doll capital please like share and subscribe to our show and leave a review on your preferred podcast app a big thank you to our supporters who have helped us get a new microphone and uh, we're in, doing very well we're saving for some more equipment into the future and adding some more content like this little segment, which we hope to make maybe regularly. But before we get going, we're recording on Ngunnawal land and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. The land of the Ngunnawal people uh, whose sovereignty was never ceded and who we express our solidarity with the struggles to ending continuing injustices for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So it's on everyone, as you'd know, the federal election, unless you've been living under a rock, the Australian federal election has been called for the 21st of May. And I'm sure many a dear Canberran lefty will be doing their dutiful duty and getting their tax return done, political tax return done, and heading to the New South Wales South Coast to campaign for Labor. Why do you ask that? Well, we'll talk more about that on another episode of Dole Capital in coming days. So Canberra did what? Today we're going to be talking about Canberra and one of the little bugbears of people who are from the ACT, who've lived here for a long time, um, more than seven years, you're a local, is that pain, that pain you feel when the rest of the country really sort of associate where you live with all the bad, bad things that their federal representatives have done to them. I feel the pain of the US citizens living in Washington, D.C., when the decisions of their federal government is reported as Washington this, did this, or did that. Uh, this lazy reporting has become something of an accepted way to report on decisions of Australia's federal government. It happens so often and it drives people insane in the ACT at times. The association of the people of the ACT with the decisions of the federal parliament or the federal government. Very lazy stuff from our mainstream media and beyond. And a little um, something to keep in mind if you are involved in independent media just call it the federal government or the Commonwealth government and, you know, actually talk about who's making the decision rather than associate with the regional place where the government just happens to sit. But, um, look, the whole point of 
going to really get into it, sort of exploring here is how the ACT is done out of um, federal representation and why it'd be a good thing to actually increase that. Um, one of the points I wanted to make here was that there are over 460,000 people who now call the Australian Capital Territory home. When it's reported that Canberra did this or that, it, all it does is fuel the resentment that decisions of the federal government were made by citizens of the ACT. Well, for the most part, they weren't. And a more strange example of this is when we had the cavalcade of cookers in the ACT. Uh, some of the belligerence uh, towards local Canberrans was really quite off, but it was also running this rather strange and just wrong thread uh, amongst social media of these people associating those that live in the ACT with the decisions of the federal government. Very strange. Because the fact is, decisions made by the federal government, by the Australian federal government, are made overwhelmingly by people who are not Ken Barons. Pet Ken Barons barely get a say over decisions of the federal government. So, call it the federal government, federal parliament, Australian government, the Commonwealth government, and leave the ACT out of it. Canberra is a large city-state. It supports the federal public sector. Something like 30% of all Australian public servants uh, reside in the ACT. It's not the majority. It's very considerable. It is the largest um, uh, concentration. But you'll actually find large concentrations of public sector workers for the federal government in other major capital cities. Not to mention it's actually one of the bigger employers in regional towns across Australia, as it should in terms of actually providing government services to people that they need and unfortunately failing under our current government. The ACT's university town has over six universities that operate uh, in the jurisdiction. It's a major service hub for health and uh, various services and a major hub for retail for New southern New South Wales residents and one of Australia's major tourist attractions. So what's also wrong with the picture about uh, the ACT and it being associated with the federal government all the time or Canberra, 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 Canberra decided this and that, is the complete unfairness of ACT representation to federal parliament. Uh, for our interstate listeners or international listeners, you might not know this, but the ACT, its population, we're not far off the size of Tasmania. But in terms of our representation, it is terrible. Now, I'm just going to go through a couple of reasons why the ACT needs greater representation, or my personal belief is that we should just secede and leave Australia altogether. We might actually get along better with the rest of the world. It could be a good thing. It's my call. But uh, more seriously, there are three compelling reasons why the ACT must have greater political representation. It's population, the, and the culture and the politics of the territory are all key arguments and key areas why that need to be looked at and uh, explored as reasons why the ACT re requires and really does need greater representation in federal government and that it would actually be a benefit for progressive voices and ideas in Australia's federal political um, debate. So the population of the ACT uh, is four, uh, 431,215. That's in the September 2020 that was report. Uh, some figures are up to up at something like 460. And we've the uh, hints that the population will reach up to 700,000 by 2050. 
Currently, the population of Tasmania is 441,071. That was in September of 2020. And the Northern Territory, 246,500 in September 2020. Now, that's census data uh, from a few years back. The ACT has just five elected representatives to federal parliament. It has three members, and only recently uh, was given a, a third member for the House of Representatives, Australia's lower house, and two uh, representatives for the Senate, Australia's upper house. There are currently 151 members of parliament in the lower house and 76 senators in Australia's parliament. To put this in contrast, Tasmania has five MPs, so of a population of not much more, around 100,000 more than the ACT, they have five MPs and 12 senators. While the Northern Territory, whose size by population is 55% of the ACT, it has two members of parliament and two senators. Exactly the same representation uh, for the ACT and the Northern Territory. So to add further insult uh, to this non-representation of the ACT, uh, completely disproportionate to its population, is that the ACT's hybrid self-government was imposed on the ACT in the 1980s. Uh, there was a referendum which the people of the ACT uh, looked at and said, uh, no thanks, and they recognised that it was an attempt by the very neoliberal government led by the Parliamentary Labor Party, the Federal Parliamentary Labor Party, who imposed um, self-government on the ACT. And many of the reasons why, people are a bit savvy here, they worked out that was going to mean the end of uh, decent funding for infrastructure and services. Um, so I had that. The ACT government was imposed. And it's a hybrid city-state, which does uh, have state powers in health and prisons and in uh, making laws around uh, policing, if you like. Uh, but basically does not have the same equal powers as uh, state governments that dominate Australia's federal um, uh, federal democracy. The ACT is routinely overruled by the federal parliament over issues like dying with dignity and equal marriage rights. Uh, very early on, the ACT was one of the first jurisdictions to actually uh, look for and attempt to bring about legislation in its assembly to um, uh, have dying dignity um, brought about and for equal marriage rights. Both of those, those issues were routinely overruled and um, sat on by the federal government, who currently has the power to do so under, under, under federal laws. It's obviously something that uh, liberals campaign a lot about in the ACT, and it's something where leftists should, uh, and we do, uh, agree with them, is around actually it's not right that the federal government um, overturned the, the democratic uh, expressions of, of, I guess, making decisions like that that are made by representatives from its local um, population. So something has to change with this picture. So I'm for the succession, secession from Australia. Let's just, yeah, we'll, we'll secede from Australia and we'll create the great southern republic of surf and turf. We're going to incorporate the ACT regional towns from Goulburn to its north and Queanbeyan, yes, south coast, New South Wales. From Ulladulla to Eden on the Victorian border. Why not? We already proved the ACT provides a disproportionate amount of health services and access to university and uh, further education facilities and the like. Uh, well, 
sought-after jobs and the like for these parts of the world, as well as providing such a, uh, an area for um, very much-needed tourism for those regions. Yeah, we should just have our own Republicans secede. But look, failing uh, secession from Australia, the ACT needs genuine representation. With its population tipped to hit 700,000 by the 2050s, federal representation will become even more important in coming years. One of the, th the other reasons why I think the ACT needs greater representation is that Ken Berens, as we all love joking about the, the name now, rather than Ken Berens, is Ken Berens, um, it's a place that values green space, its national parks, its waterways, its public institutions, its arts and in education. It has uh, an amazing culture, which the Canberra bubble, well, let's be straight, the Canberra bubble is not actually the population of the ACT. It's the denizens, the hangers-on, the bag carriers, uh, the media circus, and the uh, hostile occupiers who turn up to the ACT for a couple of months a year who talk about the Canberra bubble, and that's them. That's no one else that actually lives here. And they're talking to each other, to themselves, and most of the time they all agree on one thing, how much they hate the place in which they live here for a couple of months and get paid ridiculously well to do so. The ACT itself, as I said, it's a very green place. It's a population that appreciates its institutions and loves sharing it with people from around the country and around the world. It has the highest population of university degree-holding residents. It has a really high... Um, and respected uh, public education system that consistently does extremely well and consistently beats private schools in terms of outcomes for its graduates. It provides serious support for disadvantaged students. It has one of the best education systems in the country in terms of access to things like technology and the like. It has the highest paid uh, teachers in the country. and. For those reasons, it's one of the reasons why it has a great education system. So it's no surprise that the Wordle Internet Quiz Game, quite recently, had the Canberra as the most successful population at that particular game. I don't know if people have played that. Personally, it drives me nuts. I'm not really interested in it. But look, if you are, that's cool. It's a particularly geeky and quite understandably Canberran thing for all those white-collar workers to uh, yeah, be good at. That's cool. Good on you. ACT residents proportionally volunteer and give don and give donations in higher numbers than other jurisdictions. That's been brought out a number of times, various sources I've, I've looked at. But it is one of these interesting places that's very active in its community, including a, a culture that is very sports mad, with women's and men's teams competing at the elite and national level competitions and doing very well. Uh, in those. But also, I mean, look, like culturally, another argument is, and I think it's a really compelling one, is in terms of being forward-thinking. The ACT, we started drinking pints in the 90s, well before New South Wales and Victoria. So there you go. So politically, there are also very strong reasons why the ACT should secede from Australia. I mean, sorry, um, should have more federal representation. Canberra as a city has the most consistent liberal politics in the country. It was the first to, oh, I've said it before, it was the first to support right to die uh, legislation outside of the Northern Territory. Uh, it has um, tried to bring about equal marriage laws a number of times, like twice, uh, in its uh, assembly before it finally being passed due to a referendum that the federal government was um, forced to bring about. 
uh, a few years back. These efforts were all blocked by federal parliament. And it's a place where women's reproductive rights were legalised first in uh, the ACT and like actually removed from the books, removed from the Crime Acts. And there was a campaign led by uh, some young Labor women in recent years to actually get it removed from the, the books, uh, Labor branches around the country. And that's been quite successful. So that that's cool. That's great. And as a jurisdiction, it has some of the most aggressive green policies around um, single-use plastics, EV cars, solar power, and use of renewable technology. It's a zero um, carbon footprint place. Pretty incredible, really. Uh, also, at the same time, it is a place that has its own social uh, inequality that's going on. Poverty, uh, housing, and, and health are all serious issues in the ACT. Uh, don't let the the higher medium average wages really does mask the fact that the people who are not earning those wages are not doing very well. Uh, it's just that we have people on more of an average income than, than most populations, and that's partly because of the work here, being a uh, university, tech, and um, public sector town. But the big key point here is in terms of problems with uh, inequality, the ACT still builds proportionally more public housing than any other um, jurisdiction, and it's not enough. Rents in recent coverage uh, have been shown to be the highest on average of all capital cities, and it's a, a national disgrace. And something we hope that a national um, uh, Labor government elected on the 21st of May will actually do something serious to address because it's definitely not something that the ACT itself can actually do by itself. The funding needs to come from the federal government. And it is a place that constantly is being ranked as one of the most um, highly ranked, as one of the most livable um, cities in the world. Now, I mean, that's great. Melbourne often comes in too, like in terms of winning an, uh, that survey, you know, being in there as a livability um the most livable city or the like and that's all well and good for a white collar mid mid-ranking federal public service um, couple maybe on a combined income of 160 or 180 great 180k that's great but it's uh, always been a bit of a hellish dystopia for someone trying to get by on centrelink 40 dollars a day is gonna you're gonna struggle and people do struggle to get by on that amount of funding in the act um, the uniqueness of Canberra's economy of universities, government service hub, tourism, the public sector, are probably, sadly, some of the main reasons why the ACT is consistently punished by federal governments for, for um, by uh, denying funding for infrastructure, for services, and generally despising the population that just happens to live and actually work uh, to provide the support for the federal government institutions, which are all part of having a federal uh, government elected, a national democracy that makes decisions that are meant to actually benefit everyone. It is meant to be the capital for everyone. But seemingly, uh, it's very easy to just have a crack at the locals. So we have a set of hostile occupiers that get paid more than the doll per day in uh, in a travel allowance when, they, uh, when Parliament sits every couple of months who think they're that deflecting their failings to actually positively change things for ordinary Australians is no way to do it, go about doing it is to blame those on blame their own decisions on the Canberra bubble and as we talked about it's a joke there's no such thing as the Canberra bubble other than those people talking to themselves so economically our little 
city-state is denied serious funding and our local government is denied options to seriously deal with social disadvantage. Our federal, federal representation is so minimal that it just doesn't have the clout to influence Australia's state-focused system. Uh, interesting example with the recent election campaign was Zed Sosyolja, uh, the only um, federal liberal representative from the ACT. He's a senator, one of the two. Um, who came out promising funding for an upgrade of Vikings Park, something that no one in the, the uh, rugby community wanted. <laughs> and um, the people in the local sporting community have been crying out for an upgraded Bruce Stadium or a brand new facility altogether to actually um, reflect the, the size of the territory and not to mention uh, its potential and, and, and the fact that it is a great place to host international sporting uh, features but a great you know great as a local sport what is it a, you know should be a like, small sports ground but anyway that's you just can't get the funding there without that representation it's terrible so what's to be done well in, short of secession from australia we should be calling on all the major parties to legislate for greater representation for act residents in the federal parliament it can actually be done tomorrow. It won't be done tomorrow, though, will it? I mean, when I'm recording, it's just after Easter. It's a public holiday tomorrow for me, so don't worry about that. Uh, but yes, it could be done tomorrow if there was a political will to do so. And it would only require a decision of the federal parliament. So that's why it is important, the outcome of the federal election uh, around the country and for ACT residents actually having a return of a Labor or a progressive uh, formation of a progressive government would be really important for actually those opportunities to uh, maybe raise this issue, the fact that our representation is pathetic. So I think in terms of a practical model, I'd be calling for pretty modest. We've got three members of parliament in the lower house. Let's have four. That'd be okay. Uh, and how about you give us another two senators? We'll have four MPs and four senators for the ACT. And... It's not as many as the gerrymandered uh, Tasmania, nor the farcical inflation, inflated representation for the Northern Territory. I think it's a fair compromise. That would do a couple of things, like it would make it harder for successive Liberal National Party governments and Labor governments, sadly to say, uh, to not fund the ACT adequately and um, taking it for granted because the electorate has a huge number of people that will always vote. Labor and increasingly the Greens. If there's one jurisdiction that's been brought out by a lot of those recent news developments and scandals over funding for marginal or safe um, Liberal national seats in the last couple of years, one of the things you'll, if you've actually been paying attention, is the fact that ACT has barely got any decent funding under the federal government for new infrastructure. And that's just part of, um, I mean, our federal system's bankrupt. But if you have governments that think parliament should just be, uh, federal parliament should be just looking after mates in um, in particular electorates rather than a, a national program, a national agenda for lifting everyone, that's what you get. And sadly, you know, I guess the point of view, um, that's one of the reasons why we are seeing the rise of minimal green, uh, independent candidates and the like and the frustration with major parties and the ACT can also be put down to the fact that we're structurally inhibited by not having enough representation. So they end up blaming the local main political parties for this. Anyway, if we had more representation, it would enable other parties, even the local conservatives, to have more of a chance to have a rep um, representation. 
And I think the other key thing is that uh, more federal representation, more progressive politics would be provided with progressive politics would be provided with a bigger space for both Green and Labor activists to contest their ideas with more options than just accepting the same old strategy. Uh, in Canberra for a long time now, the ACT, um, it's basically this. Labor goes into it uh, campaigning, being very confident because of the electoral system that will win all three of the lower house seats. The ALP will then prioritise and fight it out for the number uh, one of the Senate positions of the two, and the Liberals will get the other, with the Greens wasting a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of resources to win a Senate pro uh, spot that requires something like 15,000 rusted on Conservatives to all of a sudden switch their vote to them in order to win. Meanwhile, they should, really should, in my view, be running hard in the lower house, uh, in a lower house seat, but that's up to them. So that that little fight gets been going on for years, that little uh, three-cornered race, and has still not delivered anything. So I think we should be all progressive in Cameron. I think left-wingers should be campaigning for greater representation. More democracy is good as a thing, participation, and using parliamentary democracy for actually megaphoning our points of view and what we think and policies that we think would actually help empower and enable people to have a better climate um, and a better life for themselves. More representation would give a boost to progressive politics, getting a bigger hearing and parting rooms in the federal parliament that are currently dominated by, well, let's call it a cesspit of undemocratic um, branches, whether you're looking at the, the Liberals in New South Wales or the Labor Party in New South Wales or the Victorians, or you, know, you can cite examples from recent years, sadly, from uh, various states of um, really not very good behaviour from major parties there. Actually being able to get in there would actually, uh, some greater representation, particularly if they were progressive representatives that were elected, would actually provide um, some more numbers to actually help make those arguments in a compelling way, rather than just having a token representation. For example, I think like those things that the ACT Labor governments that have actually d delivered on in over many years, including decriminalising women's reproductive health, Zero, a zero fossil fuel economy, increasing government housing, actually bringing in secure work for um, for modestly paid workers into schools, like getting rid of outsourcing, assisted dying legislation. We try that equal marriage. We've actually got that now, mainly because of the federal stuff. Um, all those sort of issues are things that people take up locally and we then run into big roadblocks with the, with the federal government. So we need that greater representation in federal government to actually get around that ridiculous block that we currently have of the big states basically refusing to let a jurisdiction that's going to very soon be as big as Tasmania actually having a fair say and a fair crack at things. So that's it. So for my local uh, dear friends and comrades, I reckon this is a pretty easy one. It's a little bit of, um, but I think it's probably an important one. It needs to become a more important issue to talk about more and more. There's no point us spending a lot of time trying to fight it out for one of two Senate spots or just three uh, members of lower house seats when we really do need far more representation in federal parliament to get our ideas to have a proper hearing. Not to mention it also would challenge some of the shenanigans that go on 
in local party politics in terms of people regard themselves as kingmakers or the power blocks or the like who um, spend way too much time and energy trying to control who will be um, candidates for the lower house or, or the um, the Senate positions. More candidates would actually, you would you would hope, but actually would, uh, not just hope, would actually provide a space for more of a diversity of range of candidates and points of view. That would be a good thing. So all those people out there in labor sub-branches in the ACT, why don't look into it? Call for call for greater representation, and for but from the federal government, and get going with it now. Uh, party conference will be on later in the year after hopefully the election of a federal Labor government. And if you're in the Greens, well, why not campaign on that too? I mean, seriously, more representation is a good thing, and more diversity of views, particularly from a progressive or left-wing uh, viewpoints, whether it's in the Greens or in Labor, is is also a good thing. So. Um, yeah, let's just get out of the straitjacket of fighting over crumbs when we really do and deserve more for representation. Anyway, so that's Benno's Brief. We love your feedback and support. You can find us at Facebook and at Twitter at um, Doll Capital. Look us up. We have a Patreon. And thanks again to our patrons for making this show possible. Uh, and to our comrades from various sub-branches who've, um, yeah, members who've, who've uh, continued to support us with their kind donations. Uh, well, they've got more content coming up in the next few days, and we'll be looking at what's happening with the federal election and beyond in more detail with, well, hopefully Jacob and with, with more guests. So we'll speak to you soon. Bye.